I don't know if you know what it actually means until you're like, oh, wow, that means that I'm, you know, the leader of this whole thing. And and people look to me for the answers. Hello, and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. On today's episode, we have Stephanie Brown, CEO and founder of Ox and Pine. Stephanie is like most e-commerce business owners that I've met. They find something that they really like, are passionate about, the word spreads, and then a business is started. If you're an e-commerce business owner, you can probably relate in this episode. You're going to be learning these three things and more. Number one, how to market handmade products online effectively. Number two, how to grow and scale if you are bootstrapping your business. And number three, and the one platform Oxenpine leverages to drive over 500,000 visits to their online store every single month. There's a ton of knowledge and ton of nuggets in here, guys, and you're going to enjoy it. So let's jump into it. Right. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right, so we're going to start with the quintessential question. Tell us about your business. Tell us about your company. Yes, totally. So do you want to know about my business? Do you want to know how it started or everything? All of the above. All of the above. Anything you can tell us. All right, you got it. So I had started, um, well, going back to the very beginning, I used to make fun of my friends in college. They were taking this book binding class, like hardcore in front of them. And uh, then fast forward to, I get married, we have one child. We're in San Francisco doing an internship. My husband is doing an internship for school. And I see this like really cool, like crude leather journals on the street. And I'm like, those are really cool. Like at the street vendor. And I was like, I bet I could figure that out. So I kind of got obsessed with leather working and book binding. Um, and then I like to say that my geeky hobbies turned into a business. <laughs> so, um, one hmm. time it was just before it was in 2014, just before Thanksgiving, um, I'd worked really hard and gotten a bunch of leathers that I'd like handpicked out. And then I cut into leather journal covers and, um, I was really picky about the paper that I got and, um, the particular kind of thread that you use to sew it in, um, had really spent a lot on my product photography and, you know, had a friend who was key in helping me know um, what keywords to use and stuff on listings and put them up on Etsy and all sold out before business. So, and again, you know, it wasn't a ton that I had at the time, but I was like, hey, maybe I'm onto something here. That was really fun. Um, let me see what I can do with this. So from that point forward, I started being a lot more intentional um, about what I was doing with my business. And at one point it was probably taking over like a third a half of the square footage out of our house before we moved it out um, into a warehouse space. And since then we've moved wow. into a, a larger one too. So, <laughs> so that's kind of like the quick overview of everything. So you're in McKinney now, were you from McKinney and then you guys moved to San Francisco for school or how exactly did you get from there to here? Yeah. So I actually grew up in Washington state, um, went to school in Utah and that's where I met my husband. Um, and then once we had both finished school, uh, he had gotten a job offer out here. So we moved out to Texas and this is where we've been ever since. And we love it here. Awesome. And then 
whenever you were out in San Francisco, that's when you started to do stuff on Etsy. But now, I mean, we'll show this with everybody later. You have an actual website. When did you make the transition to like a Shopify site before uh, like leaving Etsy? Or if you still are on Etsy, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still on Etsy. So um, I keep all of my uh, sales channels open. So I've got um, Etsy, Amazon Handmade, and then also like our own website. So um, I can't remember. It was probably about two years into it. I think we created our first website for it then. And since then we've revamped it. Um, and you see what you we have now, which is kind of always evolving. But yeah, it probably took a few years to really get our own website up and going. Awesome. I read somewhere, <clears throat> I believe it was in, on your website, that you're very particular, right, about both the leather and also like the paper material as well, right? Can you tell us a little bit about yes, that? Yes, yeah, totally. So I know about probably more about leather than anybody else you'll ever talk to. So which is unusual in the leather field, there's not a lot of women, to be honest. So um, most of my interaction is and experience have been with other guys that have um, gotten started in this and getting tips from them. Some of them have been like awesome, like old timers that have been doing like chaps and doing some extensive like leather carving and stuff or like extensive designs in um, veg tan leather. So I wanted a leather, when I came to looking for a leather that I wanted, I wanted one that was going to feel really great in your hand, um, but then hold up really well over time and then require really not a whole lot of maintenance because the more you touch leather, the better it's going to feel, the better it's going to get. So we use um, an oil tanned leather um, and that means there's a lot more protectants and stuff in it. And the more you handle it, um, like the edges will kind of darken up and get really beautiful and get this nice patina on it. Um, so I was really particular about what kind of leather just by trial and error at first um, and learning as much as I could and asking lots of questions and getting lots of samples, trying out different hides that way um, and kind of settled on one. And I wanted, there's what's called like a temper to leather. It's how firm it feels um, and how much it like kind of folds and stuff. And I'd wanted one that kind of had a medium one. You know, I didn't want it to be real floppy like a upholstery leather but I didn't want it to be super stiff like a straight veg tan leather um, before it's been softened up. And so um, I kind of found this happy medium with that one. And then my paper, I didn't want it to be like this thin, just like a computer paper, you know, in there. And so it's much thicker. Um, and then I went so far to be geeky and test out like dip calligraphy pins on it and all sorts of different mediums, even to like really light watercolor. Um, that you can do on it and it does wrinkle the page a little bit but it works real because it's not specific watercolor paper um, but it takes a lot of mediums really well um, and it's a lot thicker and nicer feeling too so yeah I got a little obsessed with those things <laughs> do you think that's what um, you know you've gotten compliments on that from other people who have been like I've been looking for something like this that was you know a little bit more sophisticated or a little bit better quality like is that what people choose your brand over others for is because you did pay attention to those to those yeah, details i think so so it's the it comes down to the details and you know it's hard to show through on, just online pictures and stuff too and so trying to convey that to someone um, has always been a challenge for us but just making sure that we state yeah we use the best materials and the best workmanship when we create each of these by hand um, that's definitely been key. When I started my business, I decided two things. I would use the 
best materials so I'd make the best product and I'd give the best customer service and I'd never be grump grumpy with a customer. <laughs> so, so because I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've had plenty of bad customer service experiences where, you know, it's my fault even when it wasn't and there was really not an easy mm -hmm. way to fix it. And so my key there was to figure out how can I be nice to someone even when it's not my fault. And so um, I think that's been a huge thing too, because people like to just be heard. Yeah, that's, I think that's true in every aspect yeah, of life, sure. but that's definitely good for yeah. this. And um, it's interesting, going back to what you said earlier is you are like one of the only women. So it's funny, or it's not funny to me, like it's uh, your husband's very, hand, is he hands off or, and you're running this and he helps you a little bit, or are you, is this just you or do you have a team? What's a, who's all part of uh yeah, good question. Right so my husband does help a lot, um, but he also has a full-time job. So, you know, it's those little things that I may need help with. We always run, I always run ideas by him and, you know, ask his opinion on things and stuff too. So he's very much involved in it as much as he can be. And, but I do have a team. So I have a team in my shop um, that helps with all of the production. And um, then I have a couple people too that are not always in the shop, but sometimes in there that help with like customer service and order management at this point. Um, it just started to get too much for me to do all on my own. And to be honest, having a good team is the best way to grow any business. There's no way, like as much as I'd like to tell you it was me, it wasn't. So I've had really good team members um, and worked to like figure out of how to build a good team. And that has been really key um, in helping grow it and also help support it. Because there's a pretty big psychological load, I feel like, with running your own business as well that you have to you know, have some help. You have to have some help. You have to have some ways that you can delegate and kind of offload some of that. Um, I want to ask this because I truly, I love the name Oxen Pine. Yeah. How, how did that come about? It was it just all you. Um, tell me about, about the name. Yeah, totally. So it actually used to be named something different, which um, it used to be called a cherry blossom, like cherry, like happy. But I had to explain that every time I said it, it was kind of like a funny play on words, but hard to explain. Um, so I had come to a friend who uh, did marketing and asked him to help with a rebrand. Um, and we had spent a lot, of a lot of time like figuring out, you know, a new name that would maybe be a little more gender neutral or even a little bit more masculine because we are working with leather and um, tried to figure out something that way. So one that really stuck out was the ox and pine because ox like a cow and then pine like a tree for paper. So that seemed to just pair perfectly. And, and then we were just able to like, once you know I made that decision, we were able to really run with it. So, and I've never looked back. That's been probably one of the key things that we've done that has really helped as well. It helped me feel more settled about where the business was going and stuff too. When was that transition? Like, I guess, when did the company start? And then when did you make that transition? Like how far into the company? Yeah, so, so we started in 2014. And I believe it was 2017 that we switched over um, the names on that. So and that was right when we were kind of going through, you know, I mean, there's, pl there's plenty of different transitions, I'm sure, as you know, where you make jumps and growth and stuff too. But I feel like that really helped to clarify who we were too. Instead of being this other name um, that didn't really say anything about what we were, um, Ox and Pine Leather Goods Co. definitely describes exactly what we are. <laughs> awesome. And for your customers that you have currently, are 
most of them coming from Etsy? Like I think you said earlier that you have like all your plat, like you're on Amazon, you're on Etsy, um, and then your own website. Where do the majority of your customers like? How do they find out about you, and where yeah, do they totally. purchase? So our the majority of our business comes from Etsy, um, and then a good portion, depending on the time of year, comes from Amazon. Um, and then also our own website has been growing steadily over the last few years, which we use a lot of Pinterest ads um, and drive a lot of traffic mm. that way. And Pinterest has a longer sales cycle. So sometimes you don't see it right away, um, but that's a really good way to go because we are visual. People need to see the product as if they're holding it. And that's a perfect way because people can save the pins and come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, did, you said you started with the journals um have you always had the other products or was that added afterwards they were the other products were added after so i started with the journals and then i was looking for other products that would be useful um at first we didn't actually personalize the journals which is a huge part of the business i'd say you know 90 percent of what we sent out the door maybe even higher is personalized um and so we didn't personalize at first, but once we started getting into that, we started looking at other things. Um, and the luggage tags and the cord wraps were the two products that came next. Cord wraps to keep your headphones and computer, cord, computer cords organized. And the luggage tags were cool because you could put anything from like your initials to all the way up to the name, phone number, address on there, um, which we still do. And we get a lot of companies too that put their logos on them too. So we have our corporate orders that way. Um, and those are a lot of fun. So, yeah, so we were looking for ways to, you know, other products that would add value because we feel like our customers are very sentimental. They're, they feel very much a part of the process with creating their gift. It's usually a gift, either they're given to themselves or, or to someone that they really care about. And so being able to put something meaningful on there, even if it's as simple as like initials, um, has really gone a long way. So we keep looking for other ways, other products add a lot of value that they can personalize to. So I have a request because I haven't seen it on the website. I really love, I mean, I love leather goods anyway. Like I have a, a like a travel bag and yeah. uh, dot bag and all that stuff, which I saw that you do have a dot yes. bag. You guys need to make a backpack. Yeah, the backpack I would, really... would be so cool. We have, we've played around with a few designs with that too. Um, one of my team members, she's really key in like the sewing pieces of everything. And uh, her and I will sometimes make up some fun prototypes. So we, we have a lot of fun too. We'll make up some random stuff like, you know, like a, like the backpacks. One time she made one that even cinched at the top, but also like a little chapstick holder for like your keychain or even um, a little holder for like mm-hmm. your hand sanitizer to hook onto your keychain too. So yeah, we have a lot of fun with that, but backpacks would be really cool. Those and those uh, would take a little more time to figure out. Cause uh, like I said, we do make everything in our shop. And so um, figuring out every piece, I'm a stickler for details too. And so I do not put something out to sell unless I feel like it's a very much a finished good and it's ready to go. But yeah, backpacks would be really cool. All right, well, I'll just keep notes on the website. Totally. Just keep checking back and forth. And <laughs> Please whatever. do. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. What's been like a something like that's transitioned within the business? So the mm-hmm. name changed and your business has continued to grow. 
Um, but what's like a transition that you guys have made, like as you've learned, so you've added team member, team members, but like, has there been any like focus or anything that you're like really working on right now that's helped you uh, move to a different part of the business? Like, I know that you guys, like Christian said, you guys started with the journals, but, and then you've expanded, but is there anything else that's new that's coming up with that? Yeah. So, um, we just launched our wristlets. So for like holding your keys and stuff on popular way because you can stick your hand right through them um and those are really fun and you could stamp personalization on that yeah i don't know if there's been one key thing that could move the business forward i think it's lots of little things um and i think it's lots of little things that a lot of times have come from teams too or you know they bring up something that's really important something good to look at to focus on too um I'm trying to think if there's been any one big thing that's been like, yeah, that's push the business forward. Um, I'm a slow and steady kind of growth person. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's the way to go just because that's what I believe in. I bootstrapped to start the business. So I've, you know, sold a bunch of my own crap <laughs> and to, to have the funds mm-hmm. to, to do it and stuff. And, and I've continued to run it completely debt free from the beginning. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, a viable idea. And then it was a product that people wanted to buy. And then it was like a long-term thing, not just like a fad or something. Um, and so I think maybe doing your research and then always moving forward. Don't think that you're ever like, okay, I've arrived. That's it. You know, if you're at that point, then maybe you're burned out (laughs) or maybe there's another reason you feel burned out too, or, or whatnot. But yeah, I think that always pushing forward and looking for new ideas um, and ways to improve. I think that's probably been a big key factor in our growth is always looking for ways to improve, not being afraid to, you know, shoot that sacred cow just because it's been done one way. doesn't mean that it needs to be continued on that way. You know, we're okay changing processes, um, and moving through different ideas to try out too. And, you know, we have messed up along the way too. So, No, that's, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great answer and uh, congratulations on keeping the business yeah. debt free. I think that's something that, I mean, we've done too, and it's just been a blessing, yes. right? Even through this pandemic, Absolutely. As well, um, having a debt free business is a, is a Absolutely. Good thing. have you always, you think wanted to own your own business or was this something that sort of grew on as you sort of figured out like, Oh, wait a second. I think I can make a living out of it. Yeah, I think that um, that's a great question. I think that I've always wanted to own my own business, but didn't know what that actually meant. I don't know if you know what it actually means until you're like, oh, wow, that means that I'm, you know, the leader of this whole thing. And, and people look to me for the answers. Um, and, and to look for me for the decision a lot of times too. But, you know, I think that it's a cool idea to be like, yes, I want to have my own business. Um, like, yeah, I've always wanted to have my own business. I think it would be fun. I just didn't know what it was, you know, and I never thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, but when it kind of, you know, came forward, like there's, here's this thing I really enjoy doing and I really care about. And then I started to kind of like make it into a business too, that, um, became really fun and also challenging at the same time, stuff that you just never think is going to come up and stuff comes up all the time. I get questions from customers still all the time that I've never had before. You know, they come up with the greatest questions that they're just picking things apart to, 
to make sure they understand what they're getting and stuff. And we definitely want to make sure they understand. And, and so we, we help everyone, but yeah, I mean, you get questions all the time from team members and customers that you just never would anticipate. And so, yeah, like I've always wanted to, I've always thought it would be fun to have my own business. And I grew up with a dad who um, was very entrepreneurial minded and I appreciated that a lot too. Um, but did I ever think I was going to? No, um, to be honest, but I love what it's turned into. And I think it's a good example to, you know, our family, to our kids, um, to see the hard work and um, to appreciate it. Now, I don't think they always love it, <laughs> you know, but uh, I think they appreciate it and they like it. Um, and hopefully it's helping teach them the value of hard work along with their chores, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> so, yeah. What do you, what do you most enjoy then? Or what, I guess, yeah. What do you most enjoy and what surprised you the most that you did enjoy starting the business? So you're like, okay, I know what this is now. And I, I like the part of the business, but I, I enjoy this more than I thought that I ever. Yeah. Had. Like I already knew that I loved making things with my hands. So I, I mean, I graduated in exercise science. That has nothing to do with leatherworking or anything, you know? Um, and so right. you know, I, I knew that I loved to make stuff and do that kind of thing. But the thing that surprised me the most was I actually really love sales. So I love helping my customers, but my corporate clients as well, find that exact thing that's going to meet their needs and be something a little bit different and a lot more meaningful for a gift or a promotional item, whatever they're looking for. You mentioned um, <clears throat> corporate clients and yeah, that's a big part on the website. Yeah. It looks like corporate gifts and wedding. Yes is can you kind of delve into both of those like uh what are the options there what do you what do you do for people who are having weddings or for corporate yeah. gifts what op what do you offer yeah so by way of weddings are you know one of our biggest sellers by far is vow books um we kind of found this little niche where you know people were looking for something a little bit nicer and we love helping them it's so fun to hear their stories um and right now it's been challenging for a lot of them because they're their dates have changed. They've had to like postpone. Um, and so that's been hard. That they've done that. And we have wanted to help them as much as we could with that. So the Valbics are really fun. We have a variety of different stamps. Um, I don't know if I explained how we do our personalization. We have like little individual metal pieces, or if it's like a logo or something, we have like a special metal stamping piece made up and we use heat and pressure um, to stamp in each character or the logo. And so it's this really beautiful impression in the leather. Well, the vow books are fun because they have a variety of stamps to choose from for to say vows or his or hers or his vows and her vows. Um, and then they can put like their name and their date or their initials. Um, people have gotten really creative. You know, they've done, you know, just like, like if it was you, Aaron, it was like Aaron's vows. Like they've put their names on there and really personalized it and stuff too. So there's been some really fun things with that. Um, and then corporate clients, you know, we get people doing um, gifts for, you know, important clients that they have or all of their employees. Uh, we've worked with um, several different companies on hats too. Hats are really popular with that too. Some leather patch hats, those are really fun. Um, and just a cool different way to, to show some branding. And I see your hat and it made me think of that too, Aaron. I was like, yeah, you need a leather patch hat too, right? Is that leather on there or is it something else? I have to ask. 
No, it's it's leather. Okay, yeah, cool. That's, awesome. that's what I was saying. I, we love we love the yes. leather kind of stuff. This was before that's we awesome. knew you, so we definitely would use you. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, let me know. Yeah, so we we love the work for clients. It's fun to help them figure out what they need, and you know sometimes they'll do custom stuff. We did um, probably about a I think it was about a thousand um, menu covers, custom made the design and everything. That was really fun to work on. Um, and so we've done some custom stuff like that too. Now, I mean, of course that takes longer cause you got to nail down to the design and, and everything and make sure the details are just where the customer wants. But, uh, yeah, those are a lot of fun too, and help them get just exactly what they're looking for. That is going to be more meaningful than just, you know, a pen with their name on it. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, for myself anyway, it's kind of just personal for the wedding start for like the well, eventually so i'm putting it in here like christian's gonna get married too so use the vow books but i want to yeah. um get the vow books as well that may be a good anniversary gift to because we wrote down our vows but yes. just i may rewrite it and put it in that book and give that to her like that may be a good idea so they could use absolutely. it for people who have already written their vows and don't have something nearly as cool as this yeah absolutely and it's a good way to preserve it because i mean obviously it's gonna last forever in the leather book. And yeah, we've had people do it too for renewing of vows and stuff too. So it's really sweet to see what people do and uh, it makes it really personal for them. And that's really cool. And they share their story with us. So, you know, when, if you all end up doing that, let me know. I love hearing the stories. Um, yeah, we have a little crazy story, but what, I'm curious now, what's the turnaround time for a personalized for people? Yeah. So if they order, it's three to five days um, for it to ship out to them. So we're pretty quick. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's very quick. And we usually keep about the same um, production time at Christmas too, which is our busiest time. But um, I think it helps with people. We plan ahead so other people don't have to as much. <laughs> yeah, because most people, yeah, we have clients that they do not, uh, like the, our clients who are part yeah. of this, like like say yeah. you guys, they would probably not be planning ahead. They're like, oh, Christmas, it comes around yep. every year. But for some reason, it's just like, December is here. And we're like, oh, dang, we better. <laughs> yeah. We got to get something going here. Yeah. It's, that's not uncommon. I, I've helped with huge. We've done like huge turnarounds too before. We did um, like 200 pocket journals to Canada in a one-day turnaround time one time. Because <laughs> they were in a hurry. And so... We've done some like crazy big orders and a quick turnaround time. I, I've always been of the opinion that, um, you know, my customer doesn't need to suffer because I didn't plan ahead. Now, of course, I have to give them realistic expectations, mm -hmm. but of like when they'll receive it based on our, our production times. But uh, yeah, we're usually pretty quick and sometimes we can get them out quicker when it's not a busy part of time, you know, busy time of the year for us. That's cool. All right. So I want to transition to... Um, our like our middle segment yeah. here that we talked about like it's a uh, tip for tip we used to do this and hopefully at some point uh, we may even be able to come out and get like some behind the scenes footage and photos and stuff at you guys at the at your yeah. shop that would be so totally. cool um but tip for tip we used to be a show that we go out to you know pre-covid yeah um go out there and get some footage of people um and we would ask them and showcase their business and stuff. So hopefully we can do that part of this as well. But yeah, totally. um, when I open it up to you to ask a marketing question to us, whether it's marketing or website or branding, anything like that, and just kind of open it up to you and any questions you guys may have for, for the sure. business. I guess one thing I've been thinking about and wondering too, cause we haven't delved into it a lot. Um, we have been focusing a lot more on our social media. Um, but 
you know, it's always hard to know where to focus all that energy. So, you know, if you're going to spend time on social media, what do you guys feel is the most valuable way to spend your time on there? Facebook or Instagram, any of those? I think our answer would change based off of your audience. I mean, you know who your audience is, obviously, yeah. for the wedding part of it. I think uh, Pinterest-wise, anyway, we're just doing some research, and you mentioned it too. You have about a half a million people who visit every month. <clears throat> so the next thing is to say, okay, where is my audience on another platform? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? More than likely, they are. Sure. And I guess when you can start to get like that second channel approach, that's really where you're going to be a lot more successful. Like it just, it doesn't just double, it could be quadruple the amount of success you have just because you're already doing something with Pinterest. Yeah. And so now just doubling down or tripling down on things like Instagram or Facebook ads would really like put a huge, uh, a lot of gasoline to that fire. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely have to look into that yeah, more. Certainly. That's what I keep hearing is the, you know, the Instagram and Facebook ads are a great way to go. Yeah, you have a little bit more options for like targeting and reaching people too. Like I see that somebody was smart and put a Facebook pixel or like a tracking piece of code on your website right yeah. now um, so that you can remarket to everybody who visits the website. Yeah. So that's that's smart. <laughs> good, good. We're on the right track then, huh? We, we keep doing little pieces at a time um, and, you know, looking for our business to grow that way. So that that's good to hear. <laughs> awesome. All right, so now we would just kind of transition back to um, kind of the, the rapid fire questions yeah. that we have for you. Yeah, totally. You. Put me on the spot here, huh? Number one. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. I feel like I'm going to so, run a racer. <laughs> two. <laughs> uh, what do you think you attribute your success that you've had with your company so far? Um, I am going to say to having a good product and our commitment to customer service. Awesome. Easy. All right. They'll get harder as they go. All right. <laughs> Sweet. So, Are they supposed to be like short last... answer ones where you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yep. All right. So in the last five years, what's a new belief behavior or habit that has most improved your life? Let's see. I'm going to say a new belief that um, leadership is learned and you don't just understand it automatically. That's definitely been one. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's deep. That's good. <laughs> I know that really one, good. that one, there's a lot to unpack there, but there you go. Um, let's see. So the next one, what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life? could be recent memory, last yeah. month. Um, I am going to say good leather shears because <laughs> it is crappy trying to cut through <laughs> leather with like some really crappy scissors. <laughs> hmm. Which makes yeah. sense. It's like if we were trying to like run this whole company on like computers from 1995, yes. like it just doesn't make exactly, sense. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what do you What do you wish you would have known when you first started the company that you know today? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if there's anything 
I wish I would have known because I think that um, it's a process. Like you don't know what you don't know and you kind of have to learn it along the way. Um, so maybe just, maybe just the understanding, if I had known the understanding that I don't know everything and it's going to be a lot of work to continue to move forward, that probably would have had a paradigm shift, a paradigm shift sooner to where I could recognize, yeah, I need to continually learn. I need to continually seek out resources and mentors that, um, can help me answer my questions or point me in the right direction. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. All right, so last question. Last question. Last question. Mm, let's do two more. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. Um, so I think, I mean, we we are, and I think we actually made a podcast about failure at yeah. some point. Um, but we we want to know, I guess, what's what's something that you think you failed at and has been like probably one of your biggest like lessons. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, first one I can think of, can I give you two? Is that all right? Because they're kind of like yeah, yeah. unrelated. Absolutely. First one is uh, I used to have these wooden boxes I would make that you could buy the journals, like with the journals and stuff. Um, yeah, those totally weren't worth it. So finally like nixing those, like it was just better that way. Just get rid of them. They're, I mean, they're cool, but they're, you know, they're not worth it. And uh, they're very time consuming and that kind of thing. So knowing to nix a product like that, that was, that's hard. And I've done that with a couple other things too before. Um, but that was the first one. Um, the other thing is, uh, failing my team. Like I, like I said, I don't know everything. And so early on, there's some people that, uh, moved on, you know, that I kept good relationship with, like, we're still friends, but if I had known more, I probably would have been able to at least you know, identify things that they, that I would want them to do to be successful. So, you know, when, when a team member fails, it's really on me. Um, and so that, that has been really hard because I take things very personally. Um, and so learning what to do to be clearer um, has been really key. And, and it really just sets them up for success. It's really about them. It's not about me. Um, and so, you know, that's definitely been a learning process and I still mess up all the time. Luckily, people are forgiving. <laughs> yes. The, per the person who's not forgiving, let me know who they are because they, they may be perfect and I, I need to meet, meet this person. Right? Yes. <laughs> so you are obviously married. You have four kids. Yes. You're running a successful business. This may be non-existent, but if you yeah. did have a Netflix binge or inserts <laughs> Disney Plus or anything, what, what what is your current binge right now? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, let me think. Um, what did it, well, sometimes like my husband and I will like sit and watch TV, but like work on our computers. That's probably terrible for us, but you know, like I'll, I'll do the easy <laughs> stuff. I don't have to think about where I could do some artwork mock-ups or whatever. Um, let's see, what was the most recent thing we've watched? I mean, I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if y'all have seen that, um, but mm -mm. but that's a good one. A few episodes, but not. Okay, I would yeah. check that one check out. That that, out. It's comedy. We, we definitely <laughs> binged that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like fun, light. Um, so yeah, I love that one. <laughs> it's uh, Andy Samberg, I think. Yeah, Andy oh, Samberg. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I have. Yeah, that's a good one. The first season's right. a little yeah, rough. I'm a fan of him. He's a little over the top but they're settling into their characters more. But uh, 
if you get through that and stuff, it's really good. It's funny. It'll make you laugh. <laughs> awesome. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this was, I mean, learned a ton and also will definitely be customers of yeah, yours too. That's such sure. a, an amazing product <laughs> well, line you. and just cool thing that you do. Oh, I'd love to work with you guys too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. How can, how can more people find out about, uh, about your business? How can they find out more about Oxen Pine Leather Goods? Yeah, they can visit our website at oxenpine.com or also check us out on Instagram, same handle, so oxenpine. Um, we have a lot of info on there. We have a blog too that explains more and there's a little bit about me on there, but also like a lot about leather. <laughs> so um, they can check it out there. Cool. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Uh, yeah. Really appreciate you coming on here. Thanks Learned for having me. Good. <laughs> Thanks for <Yeah>. having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.